0: Hello and thanks for downloading Reset from SAP. My name is Russell Goldsmith and over the course of this series, I've been speaking with some of SAP's partners from across the EMEA South region to share their inspiring stories and find out how they have coped during the COVID-19 pandemic and importantly, how they're resetting their thinking into how to run their business, engage their teams and reach their customers. We've heard stories from South Africa, Nigeria, Morocco, Egypt, Italy and Greece And this time, it's the turn of Israel, where I spoke to AKT, one of the largest SAP cloud people solution consultancies in the EMEA region, and their client, Riverless Irrigation.
1: I mean, Israel was a bit before other countries, and we already thought of solutions so we could um, share our best practices with our colleagues in South America, for example, or other units that were just starting to go through all of the implications of the virus.
0: We hope that by listening to all the interviews in our series, you will broaden your minds beyond your country and learn how other business leaders and innovative enterprises have faced adversity head-on, changing their mindset to build a brighter future. As I've journeyed across the region, I've also been speaking with some of the regional heads to gain an overview of their learnings and how they have pivoted and adapted the way their business is operating. In this episode, I'm thrilled to be joined online by Stavit Navon SAP's managing director for Israel. So, welcome to the podcast, David. Can we start by you just explaining where you're based and what the working environment is like at the moment in Israel?
2: Hi, Ras. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. So, uh, SAP office is in Ranana, which is uh, just north of Tel Aviv. Today, I'm in uh, my home office. I live in the Galilee in a beautiful farm called Tel Adashim.
0: Lovely, and we're recording this at the end of July. How, how are things at the moment?
2: So we're working um, in hybrid model. I think balance is everything, so it's okay. Two days here, two days there. Of course, our preference is always uh, to meet our customer and partner face to face when it's possible. And I'm happy to say that today, when we are recording this session, it is possible. What will happen tomorrow or in a month, I cannot uh, predict, but still we learn to be flexible and we are just as needed. Now you've been with
0: SAP for over 17 years. I mean, how has that the last 12 months compared to, let's say the previous 16 years, but also what did you learn about yourself, about your team and the, and the business in, in that time?
2: The last year has been... Very interesting, I have to say. It is rare in life to have such an opportunity that in one day all the world faced the same reality. I felt the harmony, the cooperation between nations, science, politicians. People had to look inside themselves to reflect, to recalculate, to reinnovate, to recommunicate and find new ways. Business-wise, they had to adopt in order to survive or to expand. I saw a new business model that were created in a day. Uh, Merge and acquisition happened more than ever. And technology became the center of every uh, core business in all industries. I think it's a period of time that it's all about people. And we are blessed to have an amazing, united, brave and agile team in SAP Israel. Just talking at the
0: team and, and you're talking about businesses, you know, having to kind of adapt and stuff like that. I mean, have, have you had to change the way that, that you've operated the business in, in, in that region in terms of working practices and, and maybe how you're communicating with them as well?
2: Right. So everything changed in an instance. Uh, From physical presence in the office, continuity, conversation in the corridor, uh, we moved to distance working, which required planning, coordination in advance, uh, uh, self-discipline we haven't met before. Uh, Reaching out to our employee required thinking ahead. Everything had to be planned instead of spontaneous and onboarding new employee during the, the pandemic also changed. You know, part of starting in new uh, companies uh, to fill the people, the culture, the corridor. So onboarding virtually was uh, a quite uh, a different. Also communication within the team and between the team changed. Suddenly uh, everyone was working uh, from home. Virtual meeting with camera, without camera how to dress. The code wasn't uh, obvious at the beginning, but we learned to adapt.
0: And just on what you're saying though about culture, I mean, when you're bringing people on board that haven't had a chance to work at the office, haven't met with their new colleagues, how are you getting them to learn about the culture of the business?
2: So a lot of virtual meetings, a lot of whole ends that we are doing. Uh, we are doing also uh, a company event virtually and we are trying to engage uh, with a special body that escort them. They're participating in meetings. The, they learn uh, also from distance, but it can work. But it's not in the speed that uh, you may expect when it's in the office.
0: So, given that the theme of the podcast is is reset, and some of the people that we've been talking about how they're how they've changed their working practices, and, and whether or not they're going to keep some of those moving forward. I mean, do you think are, are you? Longing for the day when everyone's back or or do you think moving forward, there will be certain things that you've started to do that you'll continue to do and have more of a kind of hybrid approach, I guess?
2: So, uh, yeah, we will continue hybrid. I'll give you an example of a methodology that we we may uh, continue. Uh, Branding, digital marketing, for example, we found very efficient. It's very direct and engaging when you're working um, with the ecosystem and the customer and prospect uh, in a digital way, but you cannot replace a face-to-face meeting with customers, with the employees and within the teams, we can manage uh, also in a digital way. So I think the hybrid model uh, will become uh, uh, the best practice for everybody also in the future. Excellent. Now, um,
0: we're about to hear from... One of your partners at AKT and, you know, some of the work that they've carried out with um, Rivolous in in Israel. What what do you know about them and what are you excited to hear about?
2: I know Rivolous very well since I'm a customer of Rivulus in my farm. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So Rivolous, they are very pioneer in the area of micro-irrigation solution. Their solution uh, assists to save water, basically, Israel is a leading agriculture and advanced uh, irrigation solution. Uh, I'm very proud uh, uh, to have a customer who will help the world run better. Like in other areas, uh, I think innovation ideas came from uh, a need to solve a problem. Uh, we have a limited water resources uh, in our country. So difficult reality makes us very innovative uh, in Israel. And I'm excited to hear how such an innovative organization succeed to adopt SAP human resource platform in uh, such a short time. What are their takeaway uh, for such a success? Great. Well, let's,
0: um, let's have a listen to that interview now. So I'm now joined online from Tel Aviv by Yoav Ventura, founder and managing partner of AKT, one of the largest SAP cloud people solutions consultancies in the EMEA region. And we also have AKT's client, Yao Chopra, VP of HR at Riverless Irrigation, who is also in Israel, but a bit further north. But welcome, both of you, to the podcast. Let's get some quick introductions to your respective companies. Uh, Yoav, let's start with you. Uh,
3: so AKT is a global HR and success factors boutique with more than 200 consultants uh, we're active in a few countries including israel uk france czech republic and others uh, we've been around for more than 20 years uh, out of them about 12 years as a uh, success factors partners and let me just mention that our dna is uh, unique is is actually a unique combination of consulting firm and system integrator with a very strong global culture.
0: And, uh, yeah?
1: So I'm Yael Chopra, VP of HR in Riverless. Riverless, um, which means a small river in Latin, is a company focusing on micro-irrigation, one of the leading companies. And uh, what we try to do, we work with farmers, growers around the world. We create and manufacture solutions to help farmers um, irrigate their crops in a more efficient way and to make sure that the limited resource of water is uh, used in an efficient way. I should mention that our headquarters is here in Israel. We sit in Kibbutz Gvat in the northern part of Israel, and we have more than 2,500 employees around the world in about 16 countries.
0: Yeah do you, do you want to just explain the, the relationship that you guys have then? Yes, sure. So... Uh...
3: We have been uh, approached by Rivulis about a year ago with requests for uh, an HR system or like uh, understanding more about the possibilities around success factors. They had in mind a very uh, rapid, quick, fast, simple project, and they have convinced us in a way uh, that this, this uh, direction is actually possible and that they can run a kind of what we call an MVP, a minimum viable product very quickly together. Uh, To be honest, at the beginning, uh, given their size, which is not so small, we're not sure about how how much this can be possible, but they have uh, convinced that that they are super light and can run this very, very fast. So basically, uh, we started the project together under this, uh, I would say, understanding that this is going to be a model for how to run a very quick project with the global uh, organization for employee central and compensation management and possibly some other modules in the in the future and that was actually a, a huge success for us i have to say that uh, you know we learn from every client and for for from every project and for this particular project that was a huge learning for us so so Actually it's the right time to say a big thank you uh for to, to Yale and for for re Um
0: yeah, we're we're recording this episode of, of reset obviously just over a year on from when the pandemic hit. What I was keen to do is go back twelve months, you know, right at the start of, of things. What what was the situation like for your company given obviously you're a key part of the uh you know the, the food supply chain? What was the impact on the business at the time?
1: It's amazing to think that it's already a while ago. but it was a real drama as for every, every other country and every other company, I think. Um, but what was amazing was we had to continue working. and um, as you mentioned, we are essential in, in our industry and we knew that we had to continue working. And what we did is uh, we did continue in our factories. We were very successful. we could continue working in almost all of our countries all the time. We did have to stop in some of the countries due to specific um, restrictions and so on. But in the majority of our factories, we continued working as usual. What we did do, of course, is take all of the precautions needed. We had to take time between shifts. We had to do a lot of sanitizing, a lot of thinking what needs to be done in order to protect the health of our employees. So that was our first focus, of course. But we did continue working. And we sent all of our office employees, whoever we could, home. And they worked from home, which is something that was very unusual in, in our industry, Uh, But it worked very, very well. I think that at the beginning, people didn't really believe or weren't sure if it would work well or not. But the work from home was very, very successful. We continued all our operations that way. And up until now, I mean, we still, as I mentioned, we operate now in 16 countries. So we still have countries that are impacted very um, significantly from the virus. And still in India, the situation is really uh, challenging. And also in South America. And we have units there. So we're continuing with the way we worked before there as well.
0: And in terms of this project, then, that Yorav was just saying that they implemented, I mean, how did it impact in, in that respect as well?
1: So as have mentioned, and thanks, Yorav, we also thought that we had a very good work relationship and we continue now. We're implementing a new module currently. We understood that we wanted to go fast and we really appreciated the partnership with AKT because they were willing to be flexible with us and to create a process that will really go quickly and understand our need for flexibility. So I'm a person who always wants things to be perfect, but I understood that in this project, if I want to go live and I had a very tight deadline and I also had people who weren't always uh, free to work on on the system, as you mentioned. So we had to do it in a different way. We had to change our thinking and decide that we won't be perfect all the time. We will go live. And we are continuing all the time to upgrade, to make improvements on the system. But we did go live in time. We did do our first cycle of compensation on time. That was the beginning of 2021. So all in all, it was a good decision. And we're very happy and grateful that AKT went with us in this kind of way of thinking.
0: And and just out of interest, you know, you mentioned you're in various different countries. What have you done in terms of language and localization of, of the platform?
1: So first of all, I created a kind of global HR forum. So we have um, our ongoing meetings with all our HR reps or managers around the world, and uh, we create created a lot of communication materials and all kind of things for managers and um, to to learn the system. So all of that has been translated locally. So when needed, so that was something that was very key in the process. The system itself is currently in English, and we translated to two main uh, languages, Spanish, because we have a lot of uh, Spanish speaking employees, and Hebrew. Hebrew, we have a big unit here in Israel. We, we're we checking we might need for the future to translate even more, but that's something that we're still checking and thinking about for the future. And as I mentioned, we always try to create the materials, the supporting materials in the local languages, even if the system itself only supports three languages now.
0: And has it, the forum, for example, that that you've set up, how have you used that through the pandemic in terms of communicating with different teams, for example, in those territories that are are still suffering quite badly?
1: Yeah, so, so that was pretty amazing. I think it was the first time I experienced something that we had all in common all around the globe. Uh, We were all going through the same thing at the same time. And it was very, very helpful because we could help. I mean, Israel was a bit before other countries and we already thought of solutions so we could um, share our best practices with our colleagues in South America, for example, or other units that were just starting to go through all of the implications of the virus. So that's what we did at the beginning. I, I remember we had a few meetings where we really shared a lot of our tactics, what we're doing, how we're protecting our employees. So that was very helpful. I tried to be in ongoing contact with our units to try to help. Now in India, there have been some initiatives to try to help also the the larger community, but this is also ongoing now.
0: Yeah, based on your experience and the way that this project has been implemented do you think projects of that type will continue to be implemented the way you did this one i just get it live as in as quick a time frame as possible with the main concept and and then adapt and improve
3: definitely i I don't think that this uh, approach is appropriate for each and every organization Uh, i think it requires a level of maturity and also understanding kind of a mind a mindset of a journey of an uh, agile approach to, to HR, understand that you need to set the basics and the foundation and then improve over time. And I don't think that every company has that mindset, but I think that uh, our responsibility as a partner is really to offer that and help the organization to qualify itself to, to that approach or to another one or to, to a hybrid approach. But but definitely this is something that we're going to pursue to develop and to to offer to more and more customer we we as i mentioned before we we've taken a, a huge learning from this project around the agility and the journey mindset and this is definitely something we're going to productize and and offer to other clients.
0: Yeah, what's your thoughts?
1: I agree. I think that the the reality now in the world has taught us that we have to be flexible and we have to be agile. I mean, agility is something that's been talked about for a very long time but I think the reality now of not knowing, having a lot of uncertainty. So you need, on the one hand, to continue the business. You need to serve the business. We need to make sure as HR that we're providing the business the tools that that the business needs, that we all need to, in order to advance in our business. But at the other time, we don't have a lot of time or, or even resources to start making a long process of implementation. We also should remember that often when you have a very long process of implementation, things that were relevant at the beginning of the process, they change, they change all the time. So I felt that we really had to take this and to make it like to create the structure, to create the platform, to go live with the basic or maybe with things that we knew, but we knew in advance that it's not perfect. We knew that we'd have to improve all the time. And, and that's something that we're doing now. So that's something that was in our minds from the beginning. And um, again, we're really happy that we found a partner that could do it, that with us because it wasn't something that was clear.
0: And what about the fact that you've mentioned, you know, every, everything really has, has continued to work pretty much, um, you know, 100% in terms of functioning so well. Do you think the way we approach the workplace and the workplace environment in the future will change with so many people now working from home? Do you think that's going to be the normal or, or some kind of hybrid approach, maybe?
1: Well, I really think it depends on the industry. So for us, we're more or less in a lot of our units, we, we're, we're back to work. We are doing hybrid, as I mentioned, in some of the countries that we still have restrictions. we are. It's interesting to see that employees now are asking to be more hybrid also. So we do offer more flexible arrangements, much more than we had before. So that's also something positive in my eyes. But it really depends on the industry. I think that there are industries that we see here in Israel and anywhere else around the world that have become really remote. But it's clear that it doesn't matter what kind of... um, Focus you take if it's hybrid, if it's home, uh, working from home, or any other option, it has to be something that we would support as HR. So our tools, we're, we're always constantly thinking what would be the best way, and um, to create that kind of environment.
0: Sure. Yeah, if you're you're nodding along, what, what's your thoughts there?
3: Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, our challenges are different. Uh, we're a consulting firm, and most of our projects are global, so we we work remotely. As I mean, this is part of our DNA. But it also, of course, raises questions and, and um, you know, thoughts about what's the future model of walk. Uh, we have some, for example, delivery center in India, which, you know, not operating now physically, of course, given the, the COVID situation in India. So I, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's early to say, but I'm sure that it will transform the way we walk. For, for sure, our clients are more, I would say, open for uh, virtual uh, ways of walking. It doesn't look strange anymore when we offer, you know, having these uh, workshops uh, virtually and so on. So so I'm sure things will change. And um, I think uh, to, to, to the very positive direction.
0: Is there anything else in terms of the business? Any other changes that you've made over the last year that you think will remain? Bearing in mind, the theme of this podcast is, is Reset?
1: No, so I think that a lot of practices that were very um, in place, like traveling a lot face to face. So we still want to continue these things. I mean, it's still something that we understand that it's important to have the human contact despite everything. But we are looking at our travel budget in a different way. Things that can be done easily through tools like Zoom. And of course, I've become, or Microsoft team, doesn't matter what, they have become much more um, prevalent now in, in our company. So people know how to use the tools now. And that has been um, something that has changed. And I think all in all, I mean, employees also are also changing as we all are. So that's something that we're trying to adapt ourselves to those changes.
0: And you have?
3: I think one of the things that we look at the change is is also focusing on the, the well-being of the individual, I think this is something we have learned uh, through through the last uh, eighteen months, because people went through a lot of things. Okay, and uh, I think we've learned how to listen better to them as as human beings, as 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 persons, and 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 I hope that this is something we'll know how to 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 sustain, because I think this this is something very important uh, that we, we we've learned how to do.
0: That's good to hear. Before we finish, I, I was just keen to, to get your thoughts on the current climate in, in Israel, because obviously you've been way ahead of, of most with the success of your vaccination programme. Do you think that people feel optimistic about the future?
3: Well, uh, the pandemic and our success about, you know, the vaccination is only one part of our reality in terms of living in Israel. Unfortunately, there are some other aspects as well. Some of them are less positive. Uh, but I've, I'm very happy that at least in the the vaccination part, we we have been kind of pioneers, showing the the world how um, things may look like, and and showing the light maybe at the end of the tunnel for 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 some some other countries as well. But it's a bit more complex than that. But yeah, at least in that area, I think we're we're, we're doing very well.
0: Didn't want to go too much down on the on the politics, but yeah. but I um, obviously appreciate everything that's going on there. I mean, yeah, what's your thoughts?
1: I agree with you, Av. I think that the fact that we dealt relatively well um, with the virus um, is very positive. And I think that people here are optimistic. In general, I think Israelis are resilient and they believe in a good future. So I as well. I think we're going back to business. I mean, we've been in that kind of mindset from the beginning. If we think about our business and reality here in Israel, people are very keen to get back to things. Of course, everyone's very realistic we understand that changes will be made and things are changing everywhere in the schools in universities everywhere places of work of course so it's going to be interesting to see how things develop.
0: yeah Chopra, Yael Ventura thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Stavit um, what did you think of what uh, Yael and Yao had to uh, say? So uh,
2: <laughs> Uh, I was excited to hear about their story and how uh, our partner worked with the customer. I was impressed uh, with the way Revolut implemented a solution that touched and influenced the most important asset where we have in in our companies, like, of course, people in such a sensitive time uh, for people, actually. So I appreciate the way uh, uh, A K T and you have proven to be agile and flexible uh, for the customer. A K T understood Revolut's uh, vision and adopt the project uh, methodology uh, accordingly.
0: Yeah, it was it was. Great to chat to the two of them. I really enjoyed uh, in, enjoyed the conversation. We're bringing this this episode to a close based on the conversations that that you've been having and listening to that particular story, but the other stories we've shared on the series, but also obviously like the people that you're speaking to in, in your territory. In your opinion, what does the future look like in Israel for SAP, for your partners
2: and for your customers? Uh, good question. Okay, so... Our history and also the reality show that uh, we have the ability to be united and find a solution when we face challenges. Uh, It is true in our uh, private life, in the business, and also as a nation. And therefore, optimism and solving problems is uh, part of our DNA. Uh, I know the future is bright since we will create it like that. SAP globally and also uh, in Israel is a very strong company. I believe in our strategy. I believe in our ability to change and be always relevant and lead. SAP solutions have uh, a major impact on our local market, and we understand their responsibility uh, we have towards uh, our customers. We have the best people to make it happen. There is a known sentence in Hebrew. Which says, uh, if I can translate it, uh, if you will it, it is no dream, uh, said by uh, Theodore Herzl, who is uh, known as a spiritual father for the Jewish state. I think he captured the Israeli sense in this short sentence We are a nation of people who work hard to realize their dreams. It is not enough just to have a dream you need to have a strong will to make it happen to be consistent devoted open-minded out-of-the-box thinker and put your heart and soul into everything you do and we will do that's a lovely inspirational way to finish the uh, the podcast um stavet navon
0: thank you so much for joining us
2: thank you to you my dear it was lovely
0: Well, that's it for this fifth episode of Reset from SAP Amir South. So thanks once again to Yoad Ventura, Yael Chopra, and of course, SAP's Stavit Navon. We hope that the podcast has helped in your own thinking about how you adapt your business as we come through the COVID-19 pandemic. And don't forget, please subscribe to the series on your favourite podcast app. And if you've enjoyed listening, then please do give us a positive rating and review. But for now, from me, Russell Goldsmith, thanks for listening and goodbye.